And she was like, hey, Anthony, could you come over and just kind of talk with me or with them with me? And I was like, yeah, sure. And so I did all this research. I just laid it down. And I was like, I know everything about Joseph Smith now. And I know everything about Mormonism. And so I go in there and I roll in and the guys are there and I sit down with them. And I'm like, well, what about this? And there I had some answer. And I'm like, but what about this? We have a good answer for that too. And, and they, they had all these answers for these, even just smart, reasonable, logical things that I was saying. But then my youth, and I was like, man, I'm, I must be doing something right when she did this, um, at least in their lives and not my own. But my youth, she goes, but she goes, how do you account though for that? We think the Bible says that Jesus did everything you need to be saved. And she just unpacked the gospel. Right, so I impact all these truths and reasonable things. She just impacts the gospel to them. And the whole time when I was do, doing my thing, they were like, whatever, whatever. But when she said that to them, they literally go, oh, hmm. <laughs> like they, they didn't know what to do with that because they, they weren't believing the gospel. They weren't, believe, they weren't believing that Jesus did everything they need to be saved. But that's what was beginning to change their hearts. And so when it comes to evangelism, a lot of us think, oh man, I can't, I'm not good enough. I don't know the Bible. I don't know, I don't know the Bible well enough. We really have to stop and say, man, I just, I need to know the gospel. I just need to know the gospel to evangelize well. I need to know what, how I was saved. That's what, that's what we evangelize, right? And then if you feel like, if you're hearing like, oh, I don't know if the Bible really calls us to evangelism, Really, one of the last things Jesus said was that you guys are going to go to the end of the earth and you are going to be my witnesses, right? And, the, and you see this thread throughout the Bible. In the Old Testament, God uses prophets and witnesses to proclaim prophecies about the coming Messiah, Jesus, who's going to come and save us all. So even through the Old Testament, we see evangelism going on. And then in the New Testament, after Jesus proclaims this and says, you will be my witnesses to the ends of the earth in Acts 1.8, he, the, the people go and they are, they're his witnesses to the ends of the earth, right? Christians of all types. It wasn't just uh, Peter and his homeboys. It was everybody going out and of all statures, of all jobs, of all vocations. They're going out and sharing the gospel with their world around them. And so the Bible clearly shows us that, that we should be, that we as Christians all should be evangelists. But I think sometimes as we've been walking this Christianity thing out, our hearts kind of become deadened to evangelism for a number of reasons. And so I wanna talk about two heart issues that, that we have with evangelism. And, the, and we'll talk about the first one right now. So if you have your Bibles, Open to Revelation chapter 2. And we're going to start in verse 2. Revelation chapter 2, verse 2. I know your works. And so, so this is being said to the church in Ephesus. So the people of God in Ephesus. He says, I know your works your toil and your patient endurance and how you cannot bear with those who are evil, but have tested those who call themselves apostles and are not and found them to be false. I know you are enduring patiently and bearing up for my name's sake and you have not grown weary. 
Well, it sounds like, stop right there real quick. It sounds like this church in Ephesus is killing it, right? They're just, God's like, I know you're doing this right. I know you're doing this right. I know you're doing this right. You guys are killing it, right? But verse four and five, let's see what God says next. But I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love you had at first. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the works you did at first. If not, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. But I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love you had at first. I think a lot of times we don't evangelize because as we've been walking this Christianity thing out, for whatever reason, we start to abandon the love we had for God at first. Right? We, and, and you can see it. A lot of times when people first become Christians, they're, they, they're just telling everybody, right? Like, I, they'll just text everyone on their phone like, hey, you should believe in Jesus. Like, and just they have this passion and this love for God because it's so new and it's so fresh for them. But as you begin to walk uh, longer with Christ, for whatever reason, that we've, we begin to forget our love for God. We, we, for, we forget the love we had at first, right? And I, I really think that it's less about, I think it's just that we start to make idols out of good things, right? We start to put things that are good in the place of God. So evangelism doesn't come, become as important to us, right? I, I can even say now, things like I, I, I see in our congregation, I see in my own heart, us, us putting things like getting into a, a relationship more important than, than Jesus' work, than the gospel. I see providing for our families as being something too important sometimes. Politics, for me, ministry sometimes is more, like the, the building of a ministry is more important than the gospel. There's all kinds of things. And all those things are, for the most part, good. But what's wrong is we put those in the place of God and what starts to happen is our hearts start to love those things more than we love God. And we need to remember the love we had for, for God at first because his love has not changed for us. It's our hearts that have changed. It's our values that have changed. And I think this is important in regards to evangelism. I think this is kind of random. I think this is important because I think as Christians we, or as people, as humankind, we share what we love. Right, case in point, I'm not ashamed to admit, I like Katy Perry, okay, right? Like, and when Katy Perry drops a new album, I'm like, that was good, right? All right, I'm, go ahead, laugh at me mockingly. I, I, I don't care, like, I'm, like, and, and there's so many things in each of our lives where we're like, I will not be ashamed of T-Swift's new album, right? Or I will not, be, or my wife, I will not be ashamed of the, my love for The Bachelor, right? Like, I love The Bachelor. I'm like, well, you're married to me. Um, <laughs> deal with it. Uh, I always tell her, I'm like, hey, if I ever die, you should try to get on The Bachelor. Um, she's like, I would never. And I was like, you might as well. Um, <laughs> but we share what we love. We share what we love, right? And we share unashamedly. Okay, and so if we don't abandon the love we have for God at first, we'd be sharing what we love all the time. We would be going all the time being like, man, God is great. God is good. God has saved me. We'd be sharing what we love. And so I think we need to take time and say, man, have I, 
have I abandoned the love that I first had for God? When, it, when I first realized how much he loved me and what he did to save me? Have I abandoned that? And then say, God, change my heart. God, why have I abandoned that? And start to look at, for those things and say, what is going on in my life that I've abandoned the love that I had for you at first? Say, God caused me to love you in that way. Help me. And so I think that's the first issue, heart issue we need to deal with. And I think if we, if we take some time to remember how good God is and how, how loving he is and, and how that first changed us, I think that would cause us to be better evangelists. I think there's another heart issue we all deal with, and this one's less focused on ourselves and more focused on the world. If you go to uh, Matthew chapter 9, that's where we'll be. We're going to be verse 35. Okay, it says, And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. I love this picture of Jesus. I really love this picture of Jesus because a lot of times I read stories about Jesus and I'm like, what was Jesus thinking when he did that, right? And we get this picture of Jesus going around, sharing the gospel, healing people, and we get to see how he looked at people. And he looks at crowds, which are some of the most diverse groups of people, right? You got the religious, you got the unreligious, you got foreigners, you got all kinds of people in crowds usually. And Jesus looks at these crowds and he says, I see them like sheep without a shepherd. That's, that's powerful to me because imagine, think of that picture. A helpless, harassed sheep without a shepherd just wandering off. It's sad, right? It, it, it's, it's heartbreaking. If you're like, I don't care about sheep, think of a little puppy, right? Just going around town, getting kicked, stuff like that. Sad, see? And, and I think our second heart issue we see here is, is that we don't see people like Jesus sees people, right? We're, we're not walking through the crowds around us and seeing people the way Jesus sees them as sheep without a shepherd, helpless, harassed. I remember the, when I first I don't know, discovered this verse or whatever when I was reading it for the first time a number of years ago. I remember being like, God, can you cause me to see people like that? And uh, God does this a lot when I'm watching movies. He, like, he begins to speak to me through a movie. And so I'm watching the movie The Terminal. If you've never seen it, it's Tom Hanks. He plays like an Eastern European that doesn't know very much English and he's stuck in an airport for, because his, his fake country goes to war or something like that. And so he's stuck in this airport, and there's this scene where, where you as the audience and him as uh, his character realize he's stuck in this airport, probably for the foreseeable future. And he's standing in the middle of this crowd, and people are passing by him everywhere, and he's literally lost and helpless, and it scans out, right? And I just felt like in that moment, looking at Tom Hanks, the Holy Spirit was like, that's how I see people, helpless, harassed, lost, and so I'm started crying. <laughs> I'm like, oh gosh. 
And, and my friend's like, why are you crying during the turmoil? Yeah, it's sheep without shepherd, man. I'm just like, I don't know. I, I don't know. We need to have hearts that change. We need to have hearts that see the crowds this way. We need to be able to see the, the people that are far from Jesus as people that need to be with Jesus, as, as sheep without a shepherd. We need this. And so we have to pray. We have to, we have to pray, God, cause my eyes to see what you see. We had a, a, a leader in college who used to say, man, go out to the most crowded area of your day and just look at people and say, Jesus, give me the eyes to see them the way you see them. God, give me your eyes towards people. That, that, that's why evangelism matters. Because God cares about humankind. Because God loves humankind. He sees them as sheep without a shepherd and he wants to save them. And for whatever reason, he wants to use us to proclaim the good news, to evangelize. So those are two heart issues. So let's get into some of the practical things we can do when it comes to evangelism. I think honestly an evangelism series can go for weeks, so sorry it feels like, if it feels like I'm all over the place, but uh, deal with it. Um, so let's get into the practicals of evangelism. How can we evangelize better? First, this is what I want to say. I, I think as Christians, a lot of times we look at certain ways of evangelizing and we say, that's not okay. You can't do that as a Christian. There's no way you could ever do that as a Christian. And I, I don't think that's true. I think if we, if we do everything in love and led by the Holy Spirit, you can do anything, right? You can do anything to, to evangelize. Now, that being said, there are better ways to evangelize than others, right? Knocking on doors saying, hey, I think you're going to hell. Maybe not the best approach, okay? Maybe not the best approach. And so here, I'm just going to talk about a list of some things we can all be doing uh, as we evangelize, things we could do better. The first thing is we can pray a lot, Okay, we're really serious about prayer here, right? Like last week we talked about prayer and this week we're kind of still talking about prayer because it matters to us. And when it comes to evangelism, it definitely matters. I can say from experience that there are times in my life where I felt like, man, God, I don't know if I really have very much opportunity to evangelize to people. I don't know if there's people in my life that I can evangelize to. And so I would just say, God, give me the opportunity I would try to wake up in the mornings as I was going out the door and just say, God, give me the opportunity to share. And what's annoying is God usually does, right? God is like, here, okay, here's somebody. Here's somebody. Give me the opportunity, right? And then, but besides that, if we pray, even while we evangelize, I think we're more likely to hear from God and see what God's doing in those moments, I remember there was a, a time where I was sharing on campus at Scottsdale Community College and we were sitting with this girl and, and she was actually Mormon as well and we were kind of talking through those things but then I was trying to pray as we were evangelizing and saying, God help lead me in this situation and I remember she was bringing up her Mormonism and my old flinch of being like, hey, guess what, Joseph Smith's a liar, uh, came up and I felt like the Holy Spirit in that moment was like, hey, 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 just share the gospel. Just share the gospel with her. Just share the good news. 
And I was like, oh, uh, uh, but Joseph Smith. And so, and so I just shared the gospel with her. And what I began, I, I don't know, she didn't accept Christ or anything, but she was, I, I saw a softening in her eyes and a softening in, in, in just how she was talking to us. So prayer matters. I, I, I don't know why it works that way, but God wants to be involved. He wants to use us. He wants to show us who he is through evangelism. So pray a lot when it comes to evangelism. Pray for the people you want to evangelize to all the time. Um, the next thing you can do, next practical way we can get better at evangelism, and this one I think we don't tap into enough, is use your Christian community. Use your communities around you. Specifically here, use your redemption communities, right? We, we structure our redemption communities here so that basically almost every night a non-Christian can come and not feel awkward, right? We, we try to do all these things so that we, we as a community can come together, bring the non-Christian friends in our lives to the community group and, and hopefully push them towards Jesus, I know I have this friend um, right now who, I, you know, I've known him for the last couple of years being up here, and every so often I try to share the gospel with him, but it just kind of, you know, it's kind of like running into a wall, and, and, and it doesn't go very far. But I remember one time I, we were out at Trivia with this friend, and another one of my friends, Padron, who we call the wolf, and he's in Tempe, um, keep calling him the wolf, uh, Padron, uh, he... He sits down and he kind of hears our conversation and he starts talking. And then my friend who is like a wall to me, he just starts opening up and talking to Nathan about all these things. And, and for whatever reason, in that moment, Nathan could relate better to my friend than I could. And, 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 and there was kind of a good conversation there. And so this, that's one reason why community can be so good. Because we... Christ says there are many parts of the body with all, all different um, purposes and things. And so when we involve community, there's a higher chance that somebody will relate to them in some way, will be able to share the gospel with them in some way that maybe you can't. Use your communities. It makes evangelism stronger and easier. Plus, it's easier to gang up on one non-Christian, right? It's easier. And so, just kidding, but it is. And so... Uh, use your communities. Um, next, uh, make it, next practical thing, make it a goal to share the gospel with everyone in your life, okay? And I'm not saying like the guy on the bus, but maybe. Um, but the people that you see a lot, day in, day out, the coworkers you work with, okay? And a way that you can do that is just do something simple, like ask the question, I, this is what I like to use, is I like to say, hey, what, did you grow up going to church? as I'm getting to know them with a bunch of other questions, okay? And so then what comes out is what they, if they grew up going to church, and then you can say, oh, what do you believe? And then you keep going, and it keeps going and going and going. And, but if you're me, you run into a wall eventually. But you get to this point, though, where you can go, man, yeah, like a lot of people will say, yeah, I grew up in the church, and man, I just don't like that it's all following these, these Ten Commandments and being good, and like I love to get drunk and like all this stuff. And then you can say, well, the gospel is... Is, is not following the Ten Commandments. The gospel is really that, that Jesus did everything we need to be saved. And now we follow that stuff because of what Jesus did, not to be saved. And so it becomes, uh, it can be really easy to share the gospel with people if you just get to know them. Okay, so 
Um, make it a goal to share the gospel with everyone in your everyday life. Um, the next thing is uh, look at the people in your life and see uh, and, and kind of see how their, their lives are works-based, right? See how, how they are doing things that are contrary to the gospel. And don't use that to judge them, but to begin to see the burden on their life. Begin to see what, what taps them out, what makes them tired. And, and then you can say, man, or begin to see what they, what, they, what they find for satisfaction that's only momentarily, momentary. And begin to say, man, I, I have a God that, that offers living water. And so begin to look for those opportunities of where people are, are making their gods other things that will never satisfy them. Um, another thing we can do is we can use our lives to evangelize. Okay, I read this uh, in a, a Francis Chan book recently, is that one time his daughter came home and she, she had to get her test signed because she failed it. And she, she failed it totally because she, did, she was lazy and she didn't study and all this stuff, and he knew it. And he decided to take her and take her to the movies. And he takes her to the movies, takes her out to dinner, does all this stuff. And, it, and he, at, the end of the, at the end of the night, or throughout the night, I think he's just saying, hey, this is what Jesus has done for us. This is what Jesus has done for us. And she actually, she went to school and her friends were like, did your dad kill you? And she's like, no, actually... <laughs> He took me to the movies. <laughs> and, and, and then his daughter had the opportunity to share with them the gospel, her friends the gospel. And I think we can do the same thing. We can, obviously that's not how you should parent all the time and Francis doesn't think that. But I think we have, there's a lot of points in our life where we can choose to respond with grace and love and mercy when the world says, no, don't do that. Don't respond that way. And I think that that gives us an opportunity to say, man, I, I'm only doing this because this is what Jesus did for me. There's an opportunity there. Okay, basically the last thing to know about evangelism is don't worry about results and don't grow weary in doing good. And this one's the toughest for me. Okay, because I grew up with my sister Bridget, who I always say was born, born again. I don't know how it's possible, but I think she knew Jesus in the womb. And then my father, who was... Uh, used to be like basically addicted to drugs. He had a radical conversion. And so my whole life, he's just been like a literal Jesus freak, right? And these two people in my life all the time, they were just sharing with everyone. And then they would share and they'd be like, yeah, I was just like, hey, Jesus. And the person was like, let me accept him. And, and, then, I, and then I go sharing. I'm like, hey, Jesus is really good. And here's all these apologetics I know and da, 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 da. And the person's like, get away from me. <laughs> like, like, and so you, you can't worry about results. You can't worry about if you're good or if you're bad, right? Like I, I've done all the study and I've done everything you should to be good at evangelism, but for whatever reason, when I evangelize to people, it's like running into a wall, right? And so don't let that deter you from evangelizing, right? In 1 Corinthians 3, 6, Paul, Paul says, man, I, I, planted the seed, Apollos waters it, but God gives the growth, okay? And so God uses us in all different ways in regards to sharing the gospel and evangelism. And so those are, those are just some practical things we can do when it comes to evangelizing. So your application for today, the thing to go out and do is just go out and try some of this. All right, first thing, leave today and examine your heart. 
ask yourself, man, have I forgotten the love I first had? Right? And then say, man, do I see people the way Jesus sees people? And if no is the answer to those, say, God, I need your help. Change my heart. Cause my heart to be more like yours. And then just go out and just share the gospel. Right? We have the best news in the world. We have the best news in the world. It's better than Taylor Swift's new album, right? The, the news is that, that God saw me, a lost, helpless sheep, re a rebellious man, an angry, hateful person. And he said, I want to save you. I want to show you my love. I want to show you my grace. I want to save you based on no works of your own. And so Jesus said, I'm actually going to go to earth. I'm going to live the perfect life. Anthony can't. I'm going to die a death on the cross, taking the punishment for Anthony's sins. And I'm going to raise from the dead, showing my power that I am God and saying, Anthony, join in me in this resurrected life. Share with me in this life. We have the best news in the world because we don't deserve what God does. God could do whatever he wants. He can run this world and universe however he wants, but instead he chooses to love us and save us and he does everything, literally everything we need to be saved. That is good news. That is good news to share with everyone around us. God didn't give up on you or me or, or on the world. So let's evangelize because we have it far too good. Amen? Let's pray. God, I thank you for who you are. I, I thank you for the gospel, God. That is good news. Help us to, to see places in our lives where we can bring the gospel, where we can share with others. Help us to understand the gospel more deeply, even though some of it, so the facts of it are simple. Help us to live out the gospel better. Help us to evangelize. God, this city will change if we don't forget the love we first had for you. God, this city will change if we begin to see people the way that you see them. So Holy Spirit, I just ask that you move in our hearts and cause our eyes to see people the way that you see them. Move us emotionally into action, and I think that's okay. God, cause us to love people the way you love them. Empower our church, Holy Spirit, to evangelize well. We pray all of these things in your mighty and holy name, Jesus. Amen.